You could have multiple actors, but if there are more than three or four actors in the same scene, or mostly if you have all male actors or all female actors, that's mm. where you mess up. So I try to do a lot of mix and match. You know, so if I have a male actor, I will counter it with a female actor. If there are two male actors, I'll change the age group of the two male actors. You know, one could be mm. an older sounding actor, one could be a younger sounding actor. I do mix and match a lot because two people with the same voice quality in the same scene will confuse the listeners. Hello and welcome back to Podcast Unfiltered, a podcast about creating podcasts and amazing podcasters. I'm your host Vijay Gautam. For the past four years, I have had the opportunity to produce tons of shows and learn from some of the most amazing creators of the country. Podcast Unfiltered is my attempt to give you a sneak peek into the creative process of some of the most iconic podcasters of the country and bring forth insights that's shaping the podcast industry in India today. One of the things that I have always admired growing up was the audio dramas that I would hear on the radio. Mostly the ones that were created with compelling sound design and different characters. They would transport you to a different world altogether. It's almost like watching a movie, but on a head. At some point in my podcasting journey as a producer, I intend to produce a gripping audio drama. I think it's a long way before I can get there but there are people who have mastered this art one of the people I have immense respect for in this space is Mantra Mukth Mantra started his career as a radio jockey who became widely popular as RJ Mantra he is also an actor and producer today he runs MNM Talkies the production company behind the audio dramas like Bhaskar Bose on Spotify mine and yours on audible and so on in this episode mantra breaks down the entire process of creating an audio drama enjoy the conversation arjay mantra thank you so much for joining me on the show vijay give me a hug man it's been such a long time since i've been wanting to see you actually because i <laughs> wanted to see who's the man behind these wonderful conversations and there you are man it's such a pleasure to uh, finally hear you personally and uh, i really love what you guys have been doing and thank you for showing so much love for us also man no absolutely you have been obviously you know pushing boundaries every single time with the amazing shows that you are producing and i thought it would be great for me to personally learn and for everybody here who is listening to this podcast to learn how do you create these crazy shows and what goes behind you know putting all this together so thank you so much once again for being on the show so by the way how would you like to now introduce yourself do you call yourself a podcaster or <laughs> you are still uh, you know you still love yourself as a rj yeah what a question vijay <laughs> i I've, i've suffered in a way because of this for all my life earlier when i started off my career as a radio jockey it was always rj mantra rj mantra rj 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 it used to feel as if rj was my prefix and mm-hmm. uh, then when i went on and started doing television because i was doing a lot of comedy shows in those days it was comedian mantra comedian mantra <laughs> and then anchoring happened so anchor mantra so that's the way it go about it man everybody 
with passing years and with passing times, uh, because of the love that I have for different kind of mediums, people have uh, associated me with different kind of uh, genres. But uh, at the end of the day, I'm a performing artist, sir. I prefer being called a performing artist where I can uh, diversify, be on stage, be in front of the microphone, be in front of the camera, just do what I love to do. Awesome. In this entire conversation, we are going to kind of break down the entire process of creating a fictional audio drama like Vaskar Vos and uh, a lot of other shows that you are creating right now. Um, so let's get you know into it. And uh, now for somebody who's looking at starting a fictional show, where do you begin? Well, the first thing you need to tell a story, you need to have a story. That's where mm-hmm. it all begins from. And uh, storytelling is a, it's a beautiful form of art. And uh, what I do is create audio plays. And uh, it is an old school uh, way of presenting your story in the audio format. We've all grown up listening to some amazing audio dramas in our lives. I've been lucky enough to listen to uh, some fantastic work uh, because I grew up amongst uh, radio enthusiasts and radio connoisseurs. And uh, listening to Hava Mahal on holiday radio mm-hmm. or maybe BBC radio dramas was something that I really used to enjoy in the earlier parts of my life. Uh, when it comes to telling a story, you need to, just like I said, you need to have a story. And uh, then, of course, it falls into different categories, whether it's um, it's an under romance, is it a thriller, is it horror, is it uh, mythology? What is it that you're trying to say? So bit by bit, dissecting and bisecting is what you need to do when it comes to uh, be audio storyteller in a way. So just don't do it for the heck of doing it. If you want to do it and if you are really interested in doing it, then you will automatically know how to go about it. Now, when you have a lot of stories, and I'm sure, you know, being in that field, you come across so many stories and there are so many stories that you want to tell. And But you pick some and leave others. And I'm sure there are a lot of different things that you look at. And one would be, hey, you know, is this something that's going to do really well? Is this something that people are going to really like? And on the other hand, maybe, you know, you look at, hey, you know what? I don't really care if anybody's going to like this or not, but I want to tell this story because it's so close to my heart, right? So. Uh, what are those factors that you look at before picking the story that you want to share with the world? Vijay, I think the, the first and foremost, uh, one needs to understand that because this is a different medium, this is audio storytelling, this is an audio play that you are uh, trying to produce over here, create over here. What one needs to understand is it's a different genre. So you cannot have a television script, just pick it up and make it into an audio play. And that's not the way it works. There are stories which are meant to be told through the visual medium. You tell them through visual medium. There are stories which would enhance if they are put upon stage. That's stories meant to be for stage. Then there are stories that are meant for the audio medium. It's a different mm-hmm. world altogether. It's not that someone can mediums all mediums. Of course you can do that. A same yep. story can be told through stage, told through camera or through film or through audio plays. But every time you switch mediums, you will have to switch something in the story also because mm-hmm. uh, everything is medium oriented. Uh, on television, you could have a half an hour of a film without a single dialogue and you can mm-hmm. carry on just showing visuals. You can't do yeah. that on the audio medium. No? So that's about it. So what I personally always uh, uh, consider is, is this story meant for the audio? Mm-hmm. That is where it all begins from, because uh, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, there is a phrase that I keep on using. This medium is a, is a it's a blind man's television. Mm. Uh, yeah, 
you paint uh, pictures on an empty canvas, the canvas of your listener's mind. So you mm. are generating pictures inside the listener's head. So of course you are making a film in a way, but that film is being created by the consumer inside his head. Now that's the beauty of this medium that I could be telling a tale, but my t- 10 listeners could be imagining 10 different scenes. When it comes to Bhaskar Bose, of course, people know that sometimes that I uh, that I do perform Bhaskar Bose myself, but uh, people have their own imagination of Bhaskar Bose. Everybody yeah. has a different Bhaskar Bose in their mind. And isn't that beautiful? A million yeah. Bhaskar Bose out there for a million listeners. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that I really, you know, uh, love about audio as a medium. And, you know, that's true with the, you know, the book as well. And the, the thing about like when we have seen yeah. the movie adaptation of the book, a lot of people come back saying that, oh, you know what? I didn't like that, you know, movie as much as I would have loved to. Right. And the reason for that is, hey, uh, guess what? Because they have already had it pictured on their head and they have already, you know, directed that movie on their head. And then now when director tries to show that movie from their point of view, then there is a clash because you have already created that movie on your head, right? And there is Absolutely. something different that you see on the screen and you just don't uh, kind of like that. And I think, you know, that's such a uh, beautiful way to explain about, you know, the audio storytelling. So um, now, you know, once you have decided, you know, this is the story that I want to tell. And you mentioned that, you know, hey, I see whether this is meant for audio or not. Like, how do you know that? I'm sure you know you do have experience in the now, but just by looking at it. But is there anything that people should be looking at? Yes. I've, uh, what makes great audio shows? Great conversations. Conversations between two people, three people, to and fro, give and take is mm-hmm. what people enjoy listening to the most. When they're listening to an audio play, a conversation between uh, the protagonist and the antagonist, they are there. They are listening to this. And the conversation, Mm. good conversations make great audio shows for me. So that is something that I first and foremost, I uh, pay attention to. Then, of course, uh, painting pictures, like I always mentioned, that uh, we push our boundaries with the kind of audio plays that we do. uh, Because through audio, you can actually create pictures which will be very tough for you to create in the visual medium. For example, I can just tell you that we are going to the moon. And I would just say... All right, Vijay, we're going on to the moon in five, four, three, two, one, blast off. And we've gone up. We've gone through the first hemisphere. We're moving up 20,000 feet in the air. We've moved up. The oxygen is dropping. We are moving across. We have just crossed the Earth's atmosphere. And look, there's a moon right in front of you. Now, to create this on visual, you will need either graphics or either you'll need to get in touch with NASA. <laughs> because yeah. that, so... Uh, Lots and lots of things which work wonderfully in audio are very tough to recreate in the visual medium. I'll give you a small example, a long, old story from the world of advertising, which we used to use when we were in radio. Many, many, many years back uh, when television and radio were competing for clients when it comes to advertising, for a huge ice cream company, uh, there was um, a client who wanted to meet both the radio and the TV representative. And he wanted to say that there is my money. Uh, where should I put it? Should I advertise on television or should I advertise on radio? The television guy said, sir, we're going to create the most amazing ad. There'll be a beautiful uh, beach and a girl in a bikini coming out in a swimwear out of the ocean, picks up the ice cream, licks it and says, ooh, I like this ice cream. How beautiful is that? The guy turns around and looks at the radio guy and says, what can you do? He said, sir, mm-hmm. my, ca- my radio ad would be a 30-second radio ad 
where you would start inside an aeroplane. And my radio ad would be about an aeroplane flying up in the mountains. And there you go in front of you, you see right next to the Mount Everest, a huge ice cream cone, a cone as big that goes up to the sky. And that aeroplane comes right next to the ice cream cone. The clouds start raining with chocolate chips and those chocolate chips falling <laughs> on the vanilla ice cream and the jumbo Boeing jet goes through the ice cream cone and it says, hey, have this ice cream and feel cool. That guy turned around and looked at the television guy and said, can you give this to me in the budget that I have allocated? <laughs> and the television guy said, of course not, because it's only through audio that I could create an ice cream cone as big as Mount Everest. Awesome. So now that you know you have picked, this is the story that you want to tell, um, then you know the next thing that you want to do with the characters. And also, mm -hmm. because sometimes in audio, when you have too many character voices you know, coming on the audio, that might kind of confuse the audience because you just don't know who's who, right? So how do you ensure? Is there, is there a certain number that you say that, hey, in every story, I'm going to just restrict the number of characters to certain numbers? Or how do you work around that? Absolutely. Very well said, Vijay. You hit the nail exactly where it matters. You cannot have too many characters in an audio play at the same time. Of course, you could have multiple actors, but if there are more than three or four actors in the same scene, and more than uh, mostly, if you have all male actors or all female actors, that's mm. where you mess up. So I try to do a lot of mix and match. You know, so if I have a male actor, I will counter it with a female actor. If there are two male actors, I'll change the age group of the two male actors. You know, one could be hmm. an older sounding actor. One could be a younger sounding actor. I do mix and match a lot because two people with the same voice quality in the same scene will confuse the hmm. listener. So we, it's almost this small intricate details that you pay attention to in an audio play that makes a lot of difference. So when you are looking for the actors and also I know that, you know, I want to talk about scripting in a moment, but when you're looking for the actors, uh, you know, who are going to play the different characters uh, on your on your on your story, right? Um, so, how do you usually get them? Do you first kind of build the persona of each of the characters that's going to be part of that audio drama, and then you know match the character skits that you have created with the kind of person that you want to bring? What does that process looks like? Um, most of the times, Vijay, I mean, when I'm designing a character, I know what kind of a voice quality I would require. And uh, mm -hmm. accordingly, we uh, look for actors. There are lots and lots of actors that I've been working with in the last couple of years. And I've realized that voice acting is a different ball game altogether. It uh, requires mm -hmm. a different set of skills. And uh, uh, just because you are an actor who's been maybe on stage or maybe in front of the camera, does not mean that you will easily fit in in the audio medium. It requires, like I said, different skills of talent. And uh, most of the actors that I've met and I've worked with in the last couple of years for audio plays, I've realized that they're also learning. They're learning the trick mm -hmm. of the trade and they understand that uh, when it comes to audio plays, um, mm -hmm. all they have to play with is their voice. What is an actor? Yeah. An actor is, um, he uses so many different tools to express uh, a stage actor knows that, you know, the body works in a certain way. Most of the actors, they use their eyes in a certain way. They use their head movement in a certain way. And that becomes their, you know, signature that becomes their uh, gestures are so important. But when it comes to an audio play, all that goes out of the window. I mean, mm. you lose out on almost all your 
वेपन जो आपके आर्सनल में एक एक्टर के आर्सनल में उसकी किटी में जितना टैलेंट uh, होता है उसमें से बहुत सारी चीजें काम नहीं आती I don't come from the radio background and the voice acting uh in a background and I usually say that I'm probably not the right person to answer that question and uh so what would be some of the you know quick suggestions for people who are looking at uh acting in the audio drama or the plays uh, are there some insider secrets that you'd like to share Sure man I mean first and foremost I always tell my actors that more than the words that you speak it's the breathing mm-hmm. between those words which will make a lot of difference i mean even on stage or even as a actor who uh, faces camera breathing is so so important i mean we as actors um, depend a lot on our breathing pattern because uh, mm-hmm. that's how your emotions change different breathing patterns uh, reflect different kind of emotions so uh, words are in a way your weakness when it comes to such a medium it's beyond words when you go is where magic happens second of all most of the people who enter the studio they are in a quiet room because studios are generally very quiet and then they're wearing your headphones and then they're listening to their voice on the microphone you know they can listen to their own voice as a feedback they get conscious most of the actors get conscious because they can hear themselves and even if in the scene they are shouting at someone or uh, you know uh, it requires a different kind of projection actors fail over there and they start going into their base because they can hear themselves yeah. very intricately so they get con- first of all they get conscious second of all they do not know the level of projection that is required for that scene because mm. somehow they can hear themselves so clearly so that's what i do with a lot of actors too when i see that the actor is getting conscious or the actor is getting caught inside his own voice i remove the headphones mm. I, i i tell them to not use the headphones because you require different kind of a projection so if you are standing yeah. in front of the microphone but in the scene you are talking to somebody who is in the other building you know and you are just saying hey can you listen to me you know there's a certain sense of projection that is required uh, that they fail at what i suggest to them is close your eyes imagine yourself in that scene if you're standing mm. on top of the rooftop imagine yourself on the top of that rooftop if you are driving a car and it's traffic outside and it's noisy because that's what i'll do later on if it's a traffic sequence later on i'll add the folly i will use the music so you cannot mm. talk to somebody you will talk the same way you were in a car you know if it's yeah. too loud you will look at your uh, co-actor and say are kitni bheed hai bahar sunai de raha aapko are zara engine ki awaaz kam kariye na you know what i'm saying yeah that imagination really helps a lot for an actor when it comes to audio plays awesome i think those are really practical tips uh, you know for people looking yeah, at so as practical as it gets vijay because i also learned it the hard way there is no i mean you, of course i can open a theory book and tell you the how to resonate your voice and how to go into your deep bass or how to use your falsettos and everything and stuff like that but these are practical tips that you would require yeah. that i require every day when i'm working with these actors 
So is there anything that you do to take care of your voice on a regular basis? Is there anything that podcasters can learn? <laughs> the most important one is to be quiet. And that is something mm -hmm. that we can't expect much from podcasters, <laughs> can we? Vijay, now you, Lou, you, man, uh, such a prolific speaker and such a wonderful podcaster. How much of a time do you spend in the day when you're not just saying anything? I, well, uh, hmm. I've understood this thing the hard way once again. I've been on radio for 20 years. There have been many instances when my voice just strained. It, it got so tired that I just could not speak anymore. And mm. that's when I realized that no matter how much medicines you have, no matter how much gargles you do or hot water or steam, nothing works better than silence. And mm. because the vocal cords, they just need rest. Mm. So whenever you get a chance to, you know, just be quiet, give them some rest. Once again, it's you pronounce or you resonate through different resonators of your mouth. Mm. Right. So it's a different corner. So basically just the way what we do to our physical, if you're physically exercising, what do we do? We stretch, we pull, we stretch, mm. we pull. That's how muscles are being made. No, the same way for vocal cords also, just warm them up. Because if you're about to speak a lot, if you're about to sing a lot, if you're about to screech a lot, then mm -hmm. you better have warmed up vocal cords. Your tonsils, your, your vocal cords should be warmed up before you enter the studio. So these are a couple of exercises. Wow, that's just a piece of gem right there. Uh, thank you so much for sharing that. So the other thing that I want to talk about is the uh, scripting bit, because the scripting for audio is different. Because as you also mentioned, you want to make it, you know, as visual as possible. So, you know, you want to script to make it visual for your audience. So what are some of the things that you look at when you are, you know, kind of evaluating the script, when you have, let's say, two script and to just say that, hey, this is like a really good script for the audio versus this is not a great script. Uh, you know, what are the elements that you usually look for? I really enjoy the setting about where the scene is based. Mm -hmm. Is the scene based inside a Mumbai local train? Mm. Because then there will be a different sound design because then it will become visual automatically. Your actors mm. might be sitting inside a studio and uh, delivering dialogues, but with the folly and with the background music and with the crowd sound that we will add, it will automatically make it more visual. What is the setting? Where is your mm. scene based is very important for me. Are they sitting uh, inside a coffee shop? Are they sitting inside an aeroplane? Are they inside a train? Are they walking in a paddy field? Are they uh, climbing a hill? What are they doing? Where is the scene based is very important because that immediately makes it so much more visual. Uh, so that is important for me. When it comes to scripting, I clearly have always... Uh, like I said in the beginning of our session, that great conversations make a great podcast. So uh, the dialogues that are used by the actors, that should be able to convey an emotion. Another thing very mm. important, Vijay, is that whatever the actor is feeling mm. is what will reflect into the listener. Yes. If it is horror, and if the actor is actually scared, the listener will be scared. If the yeah. actor is actually really in love with the character in a romance uh, series, mm -hmm. the love will resonate. Now, this is a broader picture. This is the same thing that happens for theater, 
or uh, visual medium or any form of acting when you get into a lot of masters will tell you that if you are feeling it your audience will automatically start feeling it so that's what i also pay attention to when it comes to script yeah i think those are like really great tips when it comes to you know feeling any emotions and just putting it out there and you know also just trying to create that entire picture on people's head right so while you are creating the plays then a lot of it you can do it in the post production because then you just can go ahead with the dialogue and you don't have to tell them where they are because you can then do that with the music and the background that you're going to put on it right yeah but we did a series last to last year called mine and yours yeah listen to that end to end and i loved the entire thing about that show like the Thanks, from the sound friend. design to dialogue and all of it my dear friend mishka singh shekhawat who uh, wrote that series along with me she is a very expressive person and when she blurts it out from her heart it makes the most impact there was a sequence that we wrote in which both the characters were standing mm-hmm. on top of eiffel tower in yes. paris mm-hmm. and they kiss over there it's a beautiful yeah. scene that we created and well we were recording it in andheri mumbai yeah <laughs> but me and mishta were inside the studio for both of us to imagine to be on top of eiffel tower was most mm-hmm. important Now I had mm. been on top of the Eiffel Tower I've been to Paris a couple of times Mishka has it Now I told her that if during winters mm. you go on top of the Eiffel Tower you will freeze because it is really 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 cold and the mm. wind is so so chilly that you know you you would you would really literally freeze Now that mm. is something that I put in uh, put in her mind put it in her ears that this is what is happening the wind is really blowing very fast and it mm. is chilly and then of course the kind of design that we used we used a lot of uh, local french sounds now guess how i got yes. that mm. guess how i got that my sister gargi she was visiting paris in those oh, days oh wow and i gave her a task i uh, mm. she's a doctor she's she'd gone to paris for a conference and i told her do me a favor gargi just walk around the streets of paris keep your recorder on and just record the ambience oh wow and she actually gave us live paris sounds so when you hear mine and yours you could actually hear somebody yeah. you know just walking in the background speaking in french yeah really i mean that was the question that you know came to my mind when i was listening to it and i was like oh my god i mean i can hear the you know french music and how is it possible yeah. that they even nailed this thing and here you go wow So a bit of pieces from there so live sounds came from paris and of course the actors that i chose to play the french actors in the play uh, mine and yours they were all from bombay they were all students from orleans francais and uh, they were french students they were, a couple of them were french teachers and uh, nishi doshi my dear friend she is the one who curated it for me and i'll always always be thankful to her because all the actors that you heard speaking french the taxi driver um, the uh, the guys the police officers who were at notre dame uh, they were all our boys from bombay but they were french uh, students so that's the beauty of creating it yeah and i think also what i'm getting from what you've just shared is how important resourcefulness is it in the entire thing right and how you can creatively think where you can get you know even if you don't have the resources in place then how do you hack your way and still produce the final uh, you know product 
the way you want, right? I think that comes with an experience as well, the kind of experience that you've had and, you know, a lot of crazy things that you have done in the past to get things right. So... Data teaches you almost everything. My dear friend Amitosh Nagpal from the world, he's done some amazing work. He has a line that the data is chai, bidi, and support. So you need the right sort of support and you need to get it. So I've learned a lot from my dear, dear friends over there. So now that was the bit about, you know, as of now we understood how the script should be and we understood about how do you pick the story, how do you pick the characters. How do you even record some of the tips on the voice and stuff like that? Now, after the recording is done, what does the post-production process looks like? Now, so, you know, let's say when you are creating something like Basker Voice, I'm sure, you know, you need to be as a director of, or the creator of this, you need to have the vision already on a head, right? You have that story already played in your head before, you know, it come, becomes a reality. And because without the vision, then you just can't get the product out there, right? you have a certain vision to it, like how the sound's going to be. And when you are recording that, you have to keep in mind how I'm going to back this recording up with the Foley. What does that process look like for you when you know you are recording? Are you constantly also thinking, hey, this is how I'm going to be backing this up with the Foley. Do you constantly run you know, that on back of your mind? Yeah, it works like that, Vijay. You're absolutely right over there. Because you need to record keeping in mind what the Foley is going to be. Mm. So, uh, for example, if in the scenario, somebody is walking up the stairs yeah. and opens a gate to a room somewhere. So that entire sound, I need to have it in my mind. That's why I'll tell my actor that you are climbing a stairs. The stairs are around 10 to 12 stairs. You need to uh, climb up and there will be three attempts of you opening the door. And in the fourth attempt, you will be able to open it. Because mm. now I know that when I'll be playing the scene, it would be... <laughs> you need to have that. Then I'll put the footsteps. Mm. Then I will add the one bang, two bang, three bang, and fourth, the door has to mm. Yeah. So that kind of vision you need to have in your mind before you get started with the recording. And then the rest is just following it up with the right sounds. Mm. So now let's talk about the right sounds. Um, so do you you know, usually go with creating a lot of original sound or uh, you are usually, you know, looking for the existing sounds. How does that work? Oh, I love the world of Foley, Vijay. I, I, I enjoy that process the most. I've uh, been a Foley artist. I've worked in Foley studios. Uh, I've uh, really loved and enjoyed the process of creating different sounds from different stuff. So mm -hmm. uh, even for our own plays, we do that. Of course, we do use a lot of packs which are available mm -hmm. out there in the, in the world of internet. You can just go and buy uh, sound effect packs and stuff like that. But there are specific sounds that I use in ev almost every episode of my radio plays. And those sounds are recorded uh, specially by me. And there are some special microphones that I'm using. There are a couple of special uh, uh, design microphones that I use for three-dimensional sound. These are called binaural microphones. Mm -hmm. And um, I think Eminem Talkies is uh, one of the first... Uh, audio houses in the country that has used binaural sound so judiciously. And mm -hmm. um, so almost every play of ours will give you one or two moments where it will feel as if the sound has come around you, you yeah. know, around the listener. Uh, mm -hmm. it's all, so there are a couple of door knocks that we use that we recorded on a binaural microphone. So every time one of our characters is knocking on the door in our mm -hmm. audio play, my listener feels as if somebody's knocking on their door. Mm. and they've gotten up and 
tried seeing who's outside their house and they come they later on come to know no it was a part of the audio play so mm-hmm. uh, i enjoy making a lot of funny sounds for my own play and uh, we've done some real fun stuff earlier i tried recording crows once uh, with a small microphone of mine and it was a funny incident we had kept uh, our binaural mic which was a small piece in those days i have a lot of mics right now and we had kept it on the rooftop and we expected the crows to come over there and give us some sound one of them actually picked it up oops <laughs> and, and tried flying away with it and it was my heart was in my mouth because i said ye mera itna mehanga mic kawa leke ud gaya so <laughs> so yeah fun stuff has happened man but yeah we do a lot of recordings ourselves the sounds of bombay the traffics that you hear in our audio plays uh, they've all been recorded by our own team in the post production what are the other things that you you know are very particular about uh when in the sound designing because sometime it can happen that your sound effects or the foley can overpower the dialogue and you know that is something that you wouldn't want on an audio where you know all of this is overpowering the dialogue and you know that becomes the main Absolutely. thing about your podcast and you know your voice is not uh as much you know audible in the audio No no you're absolutely right Vijay and that's the kind of balancing that one needs to have in mind that everybody does their job the actor has done their job the background music will do its job the folly will do its job everyone is as important as the other one so you really need mm-hmm. to balance it out it's like music it's yeah. music when you're layering music with different kind of instruments you need to know how much of percussion you need how much of rhythm uh, or how much of strings or how much of keys should be there where should you increase it where should you decrease it where does the vocal change it's almost like creating a song a, just the way a song would have so many layers of different kind of sounds the same way an an audio play does the same thing and you need to balance it out another thing which i really take care a lot about and i uh, pay a lot of attention to is panning mm. you know how you pan and uh, like you said a couple of minutes back we were talking about people get confused when there are too many characters in a play yeah and there are four characters or three characters in a play i say even when i have two characters in a play i pan them in a way where one character is on the right side one is on the left side if one of my character is speaking from the rooftop then he will be panned upstairs if there is somebody who's from a distance i give it that sort of depth and i give it that sort of distance so you know that's where magic starts to happen because the imagination then starts to play yeah so uh, panning is something that uh, i really pay a lot of attention to and it is a it is an expert's job uh, mm. I've, i've i've known a lot of designers but there are very few who really know how to pan well so i'm mm. i'm very happy that i've worked with some great designers in my life yeah absolutely and i think that's a, that's such a great tip there because when you just start panning and especially it works really well on the audio drama setting uh, because then you can almost feel like you are in the center of that action happening where there is True one that. person is speaking from your left side another is from speaking uh, you know from the right and there you are in the middle of that action there you are in the Absolutely. middle of conversation where these two people are having conversation brilliant tip there now if we keep aside let's say radio drama for a while and just talk about general audio content it it, it could just be a narrated podcast where somebody just want to do a storytelling podcast where i want to just narrate the story and don't want to get into a lot of these details and stuff like that then you know you can use the background music right so you know when do you use the background music and how do you pick the background music 
No, no, absolutely. Great point that you just said. When do you use it? Yep. Where do you pick it up from? That it cannot be, you know, just throughout the episode out. and just yeah. So, how will the impact come? It's just beautiful. It's just like painting. Yeah, I mean, you can just take a brush and do random strokes, hmm. or you can do that depth work where you start off from some place, you end somewhere else, you take a few curves in the middle, you go straight for a little while, then you start swinging. A lot of ways. I mean, that's the beauty of it all. It's just like a story is also like music. It'll have its highs, it'll have its lows, and um, use your music very judiciously. That's what I. I tell all the podcasters who use their uh, background music under their voice because it makes a lot of difference. You change the background music and you see how the scene changes. Hmm. I mean, you need to have an ear for it. You need to know how to choose music for it. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that I, you know, I often tell people is like, hey, when you're using music or any sound piece for that matter on your audio, you need to know the purpose of it. Like, why is that piece of audio, yeah, music or? sound effect that you're putting what is the purpose that it's serving right is it marking some sort of transition on it are you trying to amplify some sort of emotion on the audio with the music or are you trying to uh, you know mark the break of the scene and start of the you know the scene like what is the objective of the music uh, or that piece of sound that you're using on the uh, on the audio and i think that's the you know, something that a lot of people especially the beginner ones the common mistake that i see is they just go ahead with like picking the music and using it throughout the episode I I've heard the same music piece under so many podcasters as I like that you just yeah they go to uh, or youtube and say royalty free music for podcasting yeah. and which yeah. is the first one that comes <laughs> they pick it up awesome uh this has been a great conversation i think uh, you know from right from conceptualizing a audio drama to you know creating the final piece now that you have produced it and you sit down on a a review table to you know listen to the fi- final output what are the things that you are paying attention to just to you know for the final adjustment and stuff like that just to keep that final touch to it what are those things that you look at free flowing how free flowing is it vijay that's the first thing that i noticed that uh, is there ever a chance that you're giving the listener to tune off mm. if you're not giving the chance then you've done a good job if there is even a single scope where the listener can tune off try to avoid that that's one thing that i keep uh, in mind and over there everything comes into the picture may your story your performances your bgm your folly everything comes into the picture if any one of it falters there could mm-hmm. be a chance that the listener will tune off and once the listener is tuned off he's not going to come back so um, perfection is needed over there and uh, those are the small intricate details that we pay attention to when we get done with our shows Thank you so much for being on the show and I have personally learned a lot uh, if people would like to learn more from you or people would like to listen to the podcast what is the best way to find your work I mean yeah MNM Talkies we are there you can come to mnmtalkies.com or just look for us on social media it's uh, it started off as a passion project because I love the audio medium uh, radio has given me so much uh, no matter how much I work in different mediums me may i be a film actor television theater whatever but uh, radio and audio will always be my first love so it is something that we created out of love i hope uh, listeners love it too yeah absolutely guys make sure that you check out the podcast mine and yours i have listened to that you know show end to end oh my god it's just a beautifully designed and that's when 
you know, I said that, you know what, if there's someone who is pushing the boundaries when it comes to storytelling in India on podcasting, then it has to be M&M Talkies. And also the Vaskar Vos, uh, the podcast is on Spotify. You know, I have listened to that show as well. And you would love, uh, you know, that show from the storytelling perspective and also from the overall design perspective as well. Go and check these shows out. And there are obviously so many other that are in the baking, so many that, you know, they have already produced. So do check them out. Thank you so much. Thank you, Vijay. Thank you very much. Lots of love, buddy. Podcast Unfiltered is a wine studio production. The show is produced by me, Vijay Gautam, and Anushka Pandey is their assistant producer. Shrey Obrue is our audio engineer for the show. You can find other podcasts produced by Wine Studio by visiting our website, wine.studio that is w-y-n.studio or searching wine studio on your podcast app i'll see you in the next